0: This is Building on the Solid Rock with Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel Solid Rock. Let every family find faith in the Father's love. This
1: is where it begins. This is our cry, this is our song, Jesus the way. We find our life in Him. perfectly. No one can do exactly what he wants you to do the way you can because he created you that way for that. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to act like someone else. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to study beyond what God has given. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to pursue this. You just got to walk in it. Now in the walking in it, you'll be challenged to grow. You can't be lazy in it either. You don't have to pursue it. It's already there and it brings great satisfaction and fulfillment, which is really what everyone's looking for. To feel like my life matters. There is a purpose, something bigger than myself.
0: You know, God has made each and every one of his people distinctly different from each other. This means that each person has a specific role that God chooses for them to walk in that only they can do well. All that's required is to follow faithfully in what the Lord God has appointed you. In today's message, Pastor Troy will point out your individuality in the kingdom of God. How extraordinary every single one of God's people are. You were created on purpose for a purpose that only you can fulfill. Now, here's Pastor Troy in the book of John chapter 14 with today's edition of Building on the Solid Rock.
1: We're in John chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. Uh, You know that we are servants of the Most High God, right? We're His servants. But our service is extremely important in this world. Uh, In fact, Paul put it this way, we are fellow workers together with Him, God, with the Lord. So what is that work that's so important that we are servants of but we're so valuable in? Well, it's the spread of the gospel, the, the good news that there's a God who loves people, that Jesus died on the cross, that God so loved us that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not have to perish, because they are, they wouldn't have to, because God loves them. So our lives are being used on this earth for the purpose of giving the world a glimpse there is a God. God. We, we aren't chasing the same things that they are. They don't get it. We are um, able to endure and persevere and be more calm-natured in certain things, in certain areas uh, or, or storms because we know who our God is and that he can calm the storms. And if he doesn't calm the storm, he can calm us. He gives that peace. That surpasses all understanding. And the world looks and they don't get it. We're not pursuing all of the things that they say you need to be successful in this world because we know we're going to die. And that one day, the only thing that matters is what we did for that which is to come. Did we obey him? Did we serve him? Did we go, okay, you want that done? I'll get that done. Well done, good and faithful servant. It's not even about doing Christian things. And and amassing all of those because you can do a bunch of those and God will use those works. But if you're not obedient, He'll use your works because He's good to do that. I, I knew a guy uh, when I was in Albuquerque. He was saved because he was listening to a false teacher. He was listening to a false teacher teach. It scared him. So you know, as he's listening to the false teacher, he's like, "Man, this is scary." So he started looking into things. Said he needed to go to church. Ended up going to church. And got saved. So God will use anything. God's able to use everything. So just because you go, oh, God's using me, don't think that you're in his will. See, we still need to listen. We are servants of the Most High God. And we are fellow workers with him about his plan. Now, when you work for a good company here, you know that they often offer good things, good benefit, um, good pay, good pay and or retirement package, insurance, those kind of things. Well, as a believer, following the Lord, a believer, your benefits package is second to none. You've got some great things to look forward to. You're not going to give anything up here that you won't get far greater there. Right now, part of that package is forgiveness for the past. That's pretty good. People pay big bucks to try to get rid of guilt and all of those things. And yet he'll wipe it away because you're, well, you're his servant. There's meaning for the present. People are paying big bucks for that too on a search. But he gives us meaning and purpose, a supernatural peace of mind when you need it, a retirement package that is, well, literally out of this world. You'll never run out. You don't have to worry about the stock market or who's president or anything else. Because God is on the throne. Not only a benefits package, a retirement package, but we have some notable privileges right here as well. And we want to talk about those privileges today. We really need to understand them. We, need, we really need to walk in them. Here's where we're at in our text so that we can get some context before we get running. It's one single scene that we've been in for quite some time now, a few weeks, which revolves around a final Passover that Jesus is sharing with his disciples. So far, at this Passover, at this time together, they've, they've had all sorts of things go on, all sorts of conversation. The disciples have argued about who would be the greatest in the kingdom. Sounds like great future leaders, right? Not ready yet. So Jesus takes the, 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 the towel, girds himself, and washes their feet with the basin and said, hey, guys, um, do that for each other. Serve each other, don 't seek greatness, just serve each other. be a help, and then Jesus has told them to um, be cool, but he 's going away he 's going to go away for a time, and that they cannot come with him right now and peter replies, why can't we why can't we go with you right now and jesus say hey you 're going to come, but not right now. The idea is working toward is you got i got work for you to do, which is what we 're going to talk about today well when he said I'm going away, you know where I'm going, and you know the way. Well, Thomas chimed in, that's, you know, doubting Thomas. He said, no, we don't. We don't know where you're going? and we don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. This was very important too. Jesus is not just saying these things to say them because this is going to be great for a Bible. He's saying them because this is truth. And these guys who were going to carry this out, they needed to hear this. And so what he's saying is, Thomas, I'm the way. You come by me. You come through me. There is no other way. Oh, and then Philip. Philip chimed in too. He he said, "Um, all right, we we get it. Uh, We can't come now, and no one comes through you to the Father. You keep talking about the Father, the closeness with the Father. Just show us the Father. You just show us the Father and we'll be fine. And so Jesus gives us some more great doctrine and says, don't you get it? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he's instructing them. He's he's teaching them. And now he sort of moves forward into the fact that they have a purpose and a calling. He's going away and they can't come now because they've got some things that they're going to need to do. He focuses on the plan of God moving forward and their part in that plan. And not only that, but fortunately for us, God knows all things. Jesus knows some things, and he knows their fears, and he even answers questions about those. If they're going to be without him, how are they going to do this? And he answers that question too. So we're going to unpack some very important essential privileges of believers Important for us here today because we are those believers, if you're one today, who have a work. We go, How do we do it? How do I accomplish it without him? How do I accomplish it with the invisible God? How do I do this? Well, we need to walk in these privileges. So, verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. All right, so the first thing we'll talk about is the privilege of purpose. There's a purpose for our life. Jesus begins saying most assuredly or truly, truly in some versions. It means this is very important. This has to do with what we're talking about. Here's an answer. Listen up. You can take this to the bank. So he begins most assuredly, and then he talks about doing works. Okay. Okay. Why is that important here? Because he's going away and they can't just be left behind to meander, just kind of figure out life on their own. He's got something for them. You know, one of the great questions in this life is, why am I here? What's my purpose? And what is the meaning of life? I mean, you can achieve some great things in this life, and you get there, and yeah, oh, but then the celebration's over, the glory's over, the money's spent, the trophy's got dust on it. You go, there's gotta be more to life than that. Is that it? I reached a pinnacle, and, and that's it. So, without knowing that we already have something to do, a purpose, something to live for, without knowing that that already exists we become very disoriented we start looking in the wrong places in all all of the places if someone uh, acknowledges my brilliance then i'm going to pursue more head knowledge because people like that i'm smart so i'm going to get smarter uh, if people say i'm attractive then I'm going to show more, or I'm going to uh, be more attractive. Uh, if it's in a relationship that I find my value, we, start, we get very disoriented. We start trying to find our value and our purpose and our meaning in things that are not of God. But if we only knew that he's already got a purpose for us, and you're made perfectly. No one can do exactly what he wants you to do the way you can because he created you that way for that. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to act like someone else. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to study beyond what God has given. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to pursue this. You just got to walk in it. Now, in the walking in it, you'll be challenged to grow. You can't be lazy in it either. But you don't have to pursue it. It's already there. And it brings great satisfaction and fulfillment, which is really what everyone's looking for. To feel like my life matters. There is a purpose, something bigger than myself. So we, if we don't know this, we, we walk around lost, sort of like if you could imagine. Here's what it's like for a Christian when they, when they come to Christ. Everything begins to change. But if you could imagine a tribesman, say, from the Amazon, being pulled out of their, their tribe... Never having been in a city at all, and you plot them down in the middle of New York City. Traffic and all. And you put them in the midst of that, they're going to be wandering around lost, not knowing what to do, how to do it. They don't understand the language. Um, he doesn't understand the traffic laws. He's never seen a car. What is this? I've never seen things done this way. He doesn't understand that in this culture you buy your food from the grocery store. You don't have to kill for it. He'd be lost not understanding how he fits into this culture. In fact, what he would do is he would try to take everything he knew from his culture and try to live it out in this culture, and it wouldn't work because that's not the way it works. See, that's the way it is for believers. They, they grow up in a certain environment, a certain home, a certain culture, certain things that's what they've known. That's all they've known. But you come to Christ and it's like, whoa, we've stepped into a whole different world. It's not that way. We start to fight to defend ourselves and like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa I'm not trying to take anything, man. You're not trying to take everything. Everyone's always trying to take stuff. I don't trust people. You realize, look, uh, maybe that's the way it's been in your family, in your world, uh, wherever you come from, but that's not the way God intends. You don't have to live like that.
0: There's so much more to learn from today's edition of Building on the Solid Rock, so be sure to stay tuned for the next part of Pastor Troy's message. Building on the Solid Rock is the radio teaching ministry of Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel Solid Rock in San Antonio, Texas. If you're in the San Antonio area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our weekly services on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. for a time of worship and learning from the Word of God. You can also come by on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for our in-depth Bible study. Learn more about the church and find directions at our website, buildingonthesolidrock.com. That website, again, is buildingonthesolidrock.com. We hope to see you there. Now, here's Pastor Troy with more of today's message. Building on the Solid Rock well, you come from the
1: culture where it's all about being macho for the guys. I'm a macho. I don't do it. Macho, macho man. How could, it's, it's not even a macho song, never mind. But there's that machoism and you can't even love people well because I know I need to, but man, it, it, there's just, I just don't find anything. I, I win, I win the bread for the family. They don't know me, I'm never around, I'm winning bread. Look, no, they, they don't need you to win bread. God's your provider, you work hard, God will provide that. What they need is someone who cares about them, is there for them, Men, yeah, that means you got strength to bring to the home. It needs to be there. The, the kids, the family, if you have a family, those who are around you, men, they should not be afraid when you come home. They should feel safe when you come home. That's your role. That's what strength is given for. Protect. Women. God's given you a different kind of a personality. You've got your own strength. Trust me, we men, sometimes we're lifting stuff, and, but you have a strength in you that is totally different. Um, it's a resolve. It's, it's a, it, there's a sense of compassion. Very often you can be more compassionate than we can easily. We're just going to get stuff done, A, B, this, that, where you guys, you girls, are, are sometimes more thoughtful. We need you. You know we need you too. You see things differently. Unless what happens is we, we get out of being raised the way we should be. And we have people who raise us the way we shouldn't be raised. So as a girl, they raise you and they say, you got to be tough. I didn't have a daughter, so I'm going to raise you. You're my son. or my daughter. But I didn't raise you. I'm going to get you into boxing. And I'm going to get you into... Now, I don't want to say anything about those of you who've taken your daughters and karate and these things. These are good things. But if they don't learn that they're a girl, how are they going to fulfill the purposes God has for them? He didn't make a mistake. And they're needed. We need men we need women. That's why God created them. He says, in the beginning, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And he didn't make a mistake. So, we don't have to try to figure out our purpose. We don't have to find, try to find meaning in relationships or something. All we have to do is follow the Lord the way he made us in the plan that he has for us. So as Jesus departs, he shares the fact that he has a plan and a purpose for the disciples. He's saying, in effect, there are works for you guys, the disciples, there are works for you that are already prepared that you should walk in them. Greater works than these, he says, you're going to do. I already know about them. So I want you to walk in them. Now, just just so you don't think that it's just for them that he's saying this, Paul would write the same thing to the Ephesians and by extension to us in Ephesians 2.10, saying this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, our your knows. He has a plan and a purpose for our life, one that is of great value. And it doesn't end when you hit 50 or 60. You don't retire from God's purposes and plans. Now, yes, things change. So what might happen is you're no longer the runner. You know, as we get a little older, you hand a few things to some of the youth and you go, all right, what you need to do, you need to click this, and they're done. You're like, what? you already done? What'd you do? What'd you do? I'm like, yeah, you just do this, 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 this. I don't know how they do it. Here's what I do know. I remember being there. I did it, and somehow I've slowed down. I don't know how. I don't feel like it, but apparently I have, because these kids, you, you already got it? You did it? You did all those. How's that possible? <laughs> and yet they're able to do it. So yes, we slow down, our role changes. We have to mature into the place where we're passing on, but we can't get out of the way. It's not the place of getting out of the way. God forbid we should let them run amok without the experience, without the governor of our experience upon them. So they don't make a lot of the same mistakes because if we're not governing them, they will make the same mistakes, maybe worse. So we are always necessary. We never age out. We never retire from service in the Lord. That would be called death. And then we get to enter that retirement package. But until then, we're growing. We're you know, running around, getting stuff done, and we've got people telling us what to do. We hate it, but thank God for them. We need them, and then we grow, and we're like hitting our stride. Man, the Lord's using me. It's going. But then you give someone younger than you something. It's like, whoa, they got it done 10 times faster. What happened? And you realize you're transitioning, and you're going, okay, take more. Let me help you. Let me give you things, and let me give you my wisdom. No, 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 no. And we're guiding. But we can't keep holding on to things. Talking to those who are aging. We've got to let them grow up. We've got to let them experience and mature and younger guys, younger ones. Don't be hard on those of us who are aging. We're getting slower. We know it. But we're slower to keep you from getting in so much trouble. So go at our pace. Slow down. And let God unleash you in his timing. But we all work together for the glory of God because God has a purpose. He's got works for us, for all of us to walk in. And it has to do with the work of the gospel. Everything we do is for the sake of the gospel. So here's what kind of happens. A couple of stages. First, we're saved. When we're saved, well, things start to change. Your eyes are opened. You gain an understanding. You go, I didn't know that. I never never heard that. Oh, well, that's new. we start to grow. We read the scriptures. Some of it uh, pierces. Like, oh, man, I don't like that. Uh, That goes against kind of what I always thought. And then we grow and we overcome and we're challenged and we go to church and we grow in the word. But after a while, it's not enough. We go, I, I, I want to be involved. I want to, Lord, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? Because I hear it's more blessed to give than to receive. I, I hear that we're to be doers and not hearers only of the word. And so we enter the next phase, and that is from salvation to service. Every growing Christian It goes from salvation experience, growing in knowledge, to service, serving the Lord in some capacity. And this is a very interesting phase because you're more interested in purpose, the purpose. What's my purpose? What do you want me to do? Lord, what have you given me? Because they talk about spiritual gifts, and you go, I have spiritual gifts. What do I need to do? What are my gifts? How do I find out what my gifts are? You're excited about it, and you want to delve in and figure this thing out. You want to do and serve the Lord. You also hear about the calling. Listen, Lord, is that you? Is that you? pastor said this. Heard this on the radio. Heard this. And we you want to find the calling of the Lord, it's easier than that. You don't got to worry about hearing things out there. Your calling is today. Today. It's not for something future. You'll get there, but if you stack up enough obedient todays, you'll be available for, ready for, and you'll be walking right in what he has for you in the future. But if you're not available and obedient today, you're not going to get there. You can't just keep listening for the future. This is an ongoing work that God is doing. This purpose is, starts today. And so you go, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Save the world? Go to Africa? What do you want to do? Some great, some big thing. You know what? I'd, I'd like you not to have an attitude with your boss today. <laughs> Lord, I think Satan's interrupting. He brought up my boss. No, no, that's that's the Lord. Why don't you serve me in that? See, those are the little things that make up the bigger things, that make up the big thing that God is doing. So we want to grow from salvation to service. We grow from a child of God who was only thinking about ourselves at one time, defending ourselves, protecting ourselves, guarding ourselves, to not worrying about ourselves because he's my provider. He's my defense to going, Lord, what do you want me to do for you?
0: That's all we have time for today on Building on the Solid Rock. Next time, Pastor Troy Neely will teach again in the book of John as he goes verse by verse and chapter by chapter through this gospel book. If this series has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send us an email at info at buildingonthesolidrock.com That's info at buildingonthesolidrock.com We love to hear from our listeners about their experience with this ministry. Let us know if you have any questions about our radio program. In addition to hearing encouraging messages on the radio, it's important to be involved in a local church. If you live in or are visiting the San Antonio area, come visit Calvary Chapel Solid Rock. You'll find service times on our church website. Just follow the link from buildingonthesolidrock.com. If you're unable to be there in person, join us online. That's all for today. Be sure to tune in again for more from the Book of John on Building on the Solid Rock.
1: Let the light of Christ shine as we grow in Him. Come have, have your way, way in us.